This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Life is full of what-ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard Fixed Indemnity Insurance Plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a Premier League lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So, the only thing left to say is, you in, you Reds? Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards, points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus, rewards registration required, points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Explore New Jersey in every season. From 130 miles of sunny shorelines to waterfalls, rivers, and majestic mountainsides, visit the East Coast's most scenic parks, iconic venues, and historic landmarks. Discover artistic places and inspiring spaces, gaming, nightlife, views of center stage, and true New Jersey adventures that go on for days. Plan your itinerary today at visitnj.org. Good morning, everybody. I think it's recording. Good morning, everybody. You are watching the Reds Report. I am Chris Ridyard. Uh, two guests uh, alongside me today. Uh, two very aesthetically pleasing uh, young managerial guests. Uh, Jimmy Whitehead um, of Momentous Academy and Houghton Main Manager. You all right, Jimmy? Yes, I'm good, mate. Yourself? Yeah, good, good. You're looking well. Uh, a bit tired, are you tired? I'm always working, you know that. <laughs> busy man, busiest man in Barnsley. Uh, speaking of busy men in Barnsley, we have Barnsley Women Football Club manager, Andy Glossop. You all right, Andy? Yes, I'm good, thanks to you. Yeah, yeah, good. Nice to see you. Looking well. Uh, I guess before we start, both of you, um, <clears throat> since you've both been on episode once before, I'm like, Jimmy, you've been on twice before, I think. You're, you're heading for an hat trick. Am I right? I think it's your, <laughs> your first time on Andy. Yeah, my debut today, yeah. Debut, debut, yeah. Looking for a good one, hopefully you'll score. Um, but yeah, first and foremost, congratulations to you both on uh, on your new roles in football. Andy, taking over from Chris Hamilton as Barnsley women's manager. Uh, yeah, congrats on that. I bet you're pretty, pretty excited. Yeah, it's uh, just thought it was the right opportunity really at the right time and, you know, too good of one to turn down really. It's just... Weird circumstances for everybody, isn't it? I think with this season as a whole, but yeah, just um, just looking to improve really and and take the, trying to take the team further again. Of course, of course, very exciting times. And yourself, Jimmy, obviously you're very busy with Momentous Academy. Obviously, scholarship and stuff at Barnsley. Uh, you and Martin been really busy with the um, Momentous. I know there've been some holiday camps and stuff, but then you're still not busy enough. You've now accepted job as house <laughs> main manager. Where do you find the time, Jimmy? Yeah, well, it came, I mean, I was doing um, Wusber Bridge under 21s, um, so I've left that role, which were like a, a mid-weekly, really. 
Um, so looking to get into to sort of Saturday football um, and just good opportunity. Just came at the right time. Everything happened within um, within a week or that we left there, got this job. Uh, and obviously things like at the minutes, it's strange in terms of no bounds and matches in terms of not going to watch and yeah. things. Um, so everything just felt like the right time to get into to sort of men's football now, uh, first team job. Um, great facilities to be fair at Alton as well, lovely pitch. Um, so yeah, just just seemed the right the right move for us. Yeah, yeah, and and of course circumstances. Andy, you mentioned circumstances prior to that. They've played into your hand in terms of becoming manager of Barnes women's team. I know a lot of off the pitch um, <clears throat> issues in terms of players leaving, possibly should have been promoted, possibly <laughs> robbed to a certain degree. Um, so it's been a difficult start for yourself, really, hasn't it? Yeah, very. It's been uh, like I say, very difficult, very. Uh, very strange in a way. I think similar to um, like Jimmy mentioned, it sort of happened for myself in very quick circumstances. So um, sort of on the Monday, still the, like assistant manager, then the, I got the call saying Chris was leaving for various reasons. Um, I then met with the chairman on the Wednesday and then got appointed. And then it was putting it in, in place, really, um, trying to put plans in place. But you're speaking to the current players. And at the time when we started pre-season training, we could only train in groups of six. Um, no contact football so you're trying to get new players in you're trying to speak to existing players when you can't actually watch them in a game because it couldn't be competitive it's all on a post of passing fitness um, and you know to be honest I've still got a good relationship with a lot of the girls that did leave you know a couple of are not playing at all they're sort of enjoying the Sundays off and the body's not aching yeah. um, we've had a couple of people move clubs um, but yeah on the whole it, you know I'm happy with the with squad we've got now um, and we're sort of building and moving forward but yeah it's just been at like say just a strange time and lots going off yeah yeah so we'll, we'll bring that back to Barnsley Football Club in terms of they've now got a new gaffer as well which is why I wanted you to on the show being, being new bosses in, in a similar role to a certain degree obviously neither of you two have replaced the manager that's left for New York not yet I'm sure that will happen <laughs> at some point in your career <laughs> Uh, Jimmy, what's what's the first thing when when Andy's been mentioned, been appointed there? He's he's mentioned having the meeting with the chairman. He's gone through the process. What is the first thing on your mind when you get that job? What's the first thing that you want to get right? Well, I think um, the first thing before that even happened for me was I wanted to to make sure that the assistant that I had with me at Woodsbridge wanted to come with me as well. So that were really important. We worked together at the Shadow Scholars, me and Betty, um, and I needed him there. And, and I said to him, I'm not going to do it without him. And I know he's committed and I know what he can do and he knows me. So that was the first thing. Um, we spoke for, for a while and he, he wanted to come and join me. Uh, we've had a third assistant come as well. Uh, so that was the first thing, really. We got that, got that sorted. When we then get to the, the club, the difficulty we had were they've already had three matches already this season. Right, so okay. literally didn't know anybody who, who played for him. Um, I also wanted to check with some of the lads I had at Woodsboro and the Shadow Skulls that they wanted to come as well because as managers tend to do, they bring um, you know some of their own players in because they know how, how I coach and they know what kind of things I want and I know them now. The yeah. hardest thing we're probably, we're probably speaking to the... Well, so we had a training session, just one session before our first game and there were maybe 25 players there, some of the new players, the ones that are already there and it's trying to select a squad for the first game which we had last Saturday and, and unfortunately, you're going to upset people straight away, which is not what you want to do. But um, there's players there who are out of main thinking they should be in. Uh, there's players who we've brought in, you know, expecting to play because that's the reason we've, we've kind of brought them in. So we had a bit of a tough, um, had a few sort of phone calls with players. To The way I want to do it is, is you know, I'll ring them up and be honest and say, look, 
you know, you've, you've not got in the squad this week, but this is the reason why. And it's not that we don't fancy it or you're not going to ever play. It's just the fact that at the minute, I don't really know you. So the next three or four weeks, we're going to have to learn on the job, both of us, really, in terms of training. We're only going to be training once a week because um, that's the level you're at. Um, and then you're going to select from training. Some people are, are not here. We've had two people already off with COVID. Um, so one of the players who, who played last week, who, who got it kind of this midweek from work. So he can't play this weekend. So it's a bit of a strange one. So you are going to need a big squad. Uh, and that's what I've tried to explain to people. And, um, you know, you, in a way, it's good that they're not happy that they're not playing because it means yeah. that they really want to do. And, you know, but it's, it's just getting to know everybody. So we had a meeting and just said, look, this is how it's going to be. But bear with us and, and everybody will get the chance and opportunity, but it might take others longer than some other people, really. So it's been a bit of a tricky one. Yeah. That, you know, Jimmy, I've only asked you there, what's the first thing you do? as a football manager, and you've given me a massive list there. You've gone on for, for, it just shows how much actually goes into it. I don't think people realise, I think it's just a case of selecting a team and, and going out and playing. It's a massive job. And I guess taking over something like that, I mean, myself, I can only relate it to, to my current <clears> job. I, I've taken on some numerous responsibilities this summer. Uh, and it's a case of turning things around really quickly. Uh, I guess it's sometimes, where, where do you start with that? Andy, Jimmy's mentioned his backroom staff and getting them right. Obviously, the new Barnsley manager, he's lost one of his backroom staff. He's brought one of his own in. Is that something that you, you'd agree with in terms of the first thing that needs to be done? Jimmy has also mentioned recruitment of players. Is it a case of making sure there's more people on your side of the fence than there is on the other side of the fence? Yeah, I think, um, I think like you say, though, the first thing you want to do is, is get your, your backroom staff right because um, they're the people. And especially in this sort of season, like you mentioned, Jimmy, as well, with COVID as well, if, if I'm off for a week, which I've had to do this season. I've had to miss a, a rival game against Brighouse because um, I had to get a test. You want to know you've got your staff there that are going to have the same sort of standards, same th- sort of ethos um, and follow everything you believe in. So I think that's important. It was a bit of a, a strange one for me because, again, going from sort of assistant managing to manager, and they didn't really have any that many people, I suppose, that were in the women's game or that I'd worked with previously because, you know, I was in that position last year. So, um, it was about contacting people that I knew over the last two or three years, I suppose, within the game and football itself that have brought people in. Um, and then, like I say, I think the next biggest thing is knowing where players stand. And I think that's one of the biggest things that I, I like to think I'm very honest with players. And that's all I ask them to be honest with me. So at the beginning of the season, some of the players I spoke to that were with us, I just wanted an honest answer. I was like, look, if you're going to go and train elsewhere, if you want to go and try it, if you're not interested, and you get, that's fine. I'd just rather know now exactly where we stand. I told them what, what my beliefs were, what my beliefs were, what I wanted formation tactically, where they fitted within that system. Um, but ultimately, if they didn't want to be here, then I'd, you know, in the nicest way possible, I didn't want them either. So, you know, if I'd already sold them the dream as such, and if they didn't want to be here because of that, then fine. Of course, of course. Uh, you, you both mentioned recruitment already. Um, Barnsley manager Jimmy currently has managed players that he's got in that team before in another job mm-hmm. and you've seen a pattern of that forming with Barnsley in terms of the markets they're looking in for players and they're looking in similar markets for the managers. Does that help you Jimmy when you're arriving? In, I know you mentioned you didn't know many of the players or you didn't know any of the players. Surely it helps in Andy's case knowing some of the players already, knowing what type of characters you've got in there, does it not? Yeah, I think that's why we were keen to bring 
um, bring guys in. It's probably like you trust them and you, you know exactly what they can and can't do. So you can hit the ground running a little bit now. With our first squad, we, we sort of had a bit half and half, really. Um, so you can put some of the lads in your dot sure of or you don't know, but you can rely on the ones you do. Um, so I can see from from sort of management point of view that I think it probably does help if you've got one or two. They can maybe lean on those to to sort of ask you what, what it's been like and what the group's like and maybe ask them about one or two characters. I went and watched out and made the week before when they were kind of, I might be sort of talking to them about getting a job. So I, so I saw one game. Um, so I just wrote little things down about players that I like, things that maybe I didn't like or things I need to ask them about uh, and not make a decision and judge them on one game because uh, that's, not, that's not the right thing to do. It's not fair. But I said to the players, you kind of were at an advantage that I have seen you play if you played well, but you might be at a disadvantage if you didn't do too well because I've actually seen you and some of the other guys I haven't. But it's not about judging it on one game. It just gives you a little bit of a basis. But for me, we're all about backroom staff. Um, and with, with Betty and I've got another guy, Dean Shirt, who's coming, who I played with for a long time when I played. So I trust him as well. Um, and I and although I'm the manager, we do it as a, as a three, so we can talk to each other about uh, any of the any of the games and training, and and it's not just Jimmy says we're doing this, we're doing that, but we'd kind of come up with the same answers usually, which is why I want to work with them. Uh, and same with the players, they can come in on, on last week and say, right, we know what system he likes to play, we know kind of the way we want a style we want to play, and then the other out and lads who come in can then pick that up a little bit quicker because they can be helped by the lads who have come in. But I think it's just merging the two sets of players together into one club and that. You know, the lads who are coming in thinking it's just our team we're taking over because that's not what's going to happen. And that the outer lads thinking it's just going to be them because it's not. There's going to be players coming in that will help them as well. Uh, but it's just getting them to, to understand that. I think that was the hardest thing. And that's, we're still in the process of doing that at the minute, if I'm, if I'm totally honest. Do you, think it, do you think it raises the standards? So my point is like you're going into a new team there where you bring in players that you know and trust. Does that make automatically raise the standards because the players that are out of Maine are going well do you know what I need to prove that I'm better than the players he's already bringing in and clearly trust yeah I've had a conversation with one player in particular and said you know you're not playing this week in the first game somebody else is but it's down to you to, to show me what you can do hopefully I want a character who wants to come back to training and puts another 10% in to get his shirt back yeah. not to kind of say that's it I'm finished I'm leaving I'm never playing for you blah 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 because that shows me more about their character I think anyway um, so yeah I, I think the tra- the first session we had were really good and I think the, the players who were at Howard understand straight away what we want even with an hour and a half knew what kind of coaches we are um, so I'm open and, and the feedback that they enjoyed the session uh, we're training tonight so we've got quite a lot of players coming again so yeah I think um, you're right I think it will it will raise a standard that's the, that's the idea anyway yeah, isn't it interesting that it's a football it's a football podcast about football, and yet we've had fifteen minutes. We've not really talked about anything on the pitch as such. You know, it, it's such a it's such a big job, isn't it, J- Jimmy and Andy? Getting everything in place before we even think about football. So, Jimmy, you've mentioned standards numerous times. Andy, you've mentioned standards, and we're talking about attitudes and players. Once we've built that, and we've got the people on board that we need, uh, whether that manager at Barnsley's got that yet or whether he's he's quite clarified who's who and what what are people's motives and things like that once we've sorted all that I'm looking on the pitch I guess my question to you two then I don't know which which one of you wants to take it first is do do, do you guys pick a team based on the, the best ability and build build a formation around that or have you guys in your head got 
got what you think your team should look like, and then we then we get players to play them roles. Do, do, do the players pick pick the team in terms of what the roles look like, or do we pick pick the roles and then we we fill them? We we always think is capable of, of. Does that make sense? And I think for myself. Go on, Andy. Sorry, I um, I think for myself, like I sort of went in with a very clear idea on sort of how I wanted to play and the philosophy. Um, and I think every, if you ask every manager in an ideal world, you'll have their own how you want to play. Um, but then you, and what I'm finding sort of quickly over these sort of first few weeks is in management is that doesn't always work. And actually, like you've sort of said there, sometimes we have to change the system to fit the capabilities we've got as a player. And like you say, you know, we've had a couple of people off injured. So again, you have to tweak it. So, you know, what I think we've changed, only tweaked it. It's not been, you know, a massive change, but we've had to tweak a little bit in formation, a little bit in tactics to get the best out of everybody in the team. Um, So I think ultimately, even though I want to play a certain way, at the minute, I don't think we're quite there yet in terms of either how we want to press or the shape. So we've altered it a little bit. Um, And going into this weekend, we've altered it again a little bit to tweak it because I think it'll fit our players better that we've currently got. So I'm sort of trying to, pick a system that I still believe is going to work and that I believe in, but fits the calibre of players we've got. Yeah, yeah. Jimmy herself, the new manager at Barnes, obviously plays 3-4-3 very effectively uh, with the first victory in his his first game. It it looked brilliant. Uh, I'm not saying it like watching Brazil, but three points is three (laughs) points, isn't it? Um, Even though we did squander a lot of chances towards the end. I guess my question to you, Jimmy, is very similar have you got a formation? Have you got a shape? Or does that change depending on the abilities of players? Yeah, we've definitely got a way of the way we want to play. So, um, mentioned about pressing there, that, that's the kind of team, high intensity pressing team we are. So, if players are unable to do that or they're not fit enough, you've got a problem straight away. So, that was one of the things we are bringing the players in that, that we know. I know 100% they can do that because we've coached them and trained them that way. So, it's about the other, the other guys who are there seeing that and thinking, right, this is the way the coaches want to play. So regardless of the system you play, formation, that's the way you want to play. So they need to either maybe get fitter or some of them maybe are fit enough to do it. So it might be tactically showing them how you want them to press because it's not just a case of just running after the ball and there's a way of doing it. Um, also, we probably, in terms of formations, there is, I think like anybody else, there's, there's one or two formations you'd like to, um, to play, but really... A, you need the players to play that as well. So some weeks you have to tweak that. Um, but certainly there's a style and a way of playing that players will have to buy into. And if not, this is the reason why we, we get other players now. The coaching side is, can you coach a player who's not used to that into it? And, and uh, we feel we can. But I think the player's got to want to be coached and want to buy into it and see what you're doing. Um, so again, that goes back to your character and your attitude. Can Is he coachable? Does he want to listen? Um, does he want to be there? Has he got that... You know, he might think he works hard enough and we might come in and go, you know, actually, there's another level of working hard that you might not realise, but he goes, right, OK, I will do that. Or he might think, what are these managers on about? I'm working the hardest I can. So I think character and attitude is a big thing um, because sometimes I think you look at, like, Leeds, for example, with, with Bielts or what he does, how many players he's changed positions of. So he's put them in different positions, but they still play really well. So it shows you that you can probably do that or you can coach them. Again, does the player go, well, I'm only a centre-forward, I'm not playing right-wing or whatever, or he might go, yeah, we'll go out there and suddenly he's a better right-winger than he were a striker, but he didn't realise. So, yeah. you're, there, you're there to help them, but they've got to want to buy into it. So, I think it's 
you, you are governed by the players you've got, the ones you can recruit. And ideally, we want to play the, the best football. But I did an under-21s team at Woodsboro and, and the Shadow Scholars where the, the main aim is development. So you're developing the player, not really about result, although you do like to, to win football matches. But now you're in first team, yeah. you're there to win the game. So these players now are not here to be developed. These are the ones we've brought in who we have developed. Now got to win a football match for us. And there's two different things. So sometimes maybe you have to tweak the way you're playing before the game, during the game. You look after them and say, you know, we've got a lot of young lads in our team. So physically, we struggle. We will struggle. I know that straight away. Yeah, but in time, that will help them. And I got that opportunity when I was younger and can remember it was tough. But we could play football really well. So some games you did did well and you won because you could play better football. Other games you physically were, were struggling. But you're only going to get better by playing the game. So we're trusting them to, to do that. And, you know, we're not stupid. We know there's certain games we'll win and there's certain games that probably, you know, physicality-wise, you'll probably lose. But you've got to try and find a way. Um, of course. So I think it's, it's going to be interesting, to be honest, in how we do that. Yeah, I'm That's the challenge, to, I suppose. Yeah, I'm looking forward to keeping an eye on results and seeing how you get on. I can't believe, Jimmy, you've mentioned the L word on the Barnsley FC podcast. that's poor poor from you it's poor you know better you know better than that Uh, Andy uh, Jimmy's mentioned strengths and weaknesses there what is the timeline as a manager for strengths and weaknesses and I understand it all depends on what that manager is like as a person Uh, I understand that surely you've got more patience if that player is malleable and they're willing to learn and they are taking things on board in terms of identifying strengths and weaknesses at what point do you go actually Enough's enough. They're not quite there for me, and, and I need to make that step, and we need to have that conversation. Um, tough I think one, it, it, it's a tough one. Yeah, I think it varies with, with again, sort of the player itself, and I think attitude is a big thing. Um, I think the massive difference for me this year is this: obviously the squad, but we've got a very young squad this year. Yeah. Um, yeah. Competing against, you know, and like you said, we're we're ultimately in a competitive league to win games, but I've got an incredibly young squad. So this season for them is going to be massive in terms of the learning, the physical, because going from under-18s, reserve team football, to them playing first-team football, um, physicality is massively different. It's just quicker, more physical. Um, so I think this year, for me, it'll, this year it's just finding the balance with each player to go, do you know what, you'll, you might have had a bad game, you know, you might, they might have exposed your weaknesses, but actually you'll come back 10 times stronger from that because you've now experienced that. You've had that sort of, disappointment in a way um, but you're going to come back and, and fight back but I think this year I think my biggest thing this year is we've just got to find the balance between developing people but they're still understanding that you're actually in, you, you're in the team because you're good enough um, yeah. or you're in the squad because you're good enough so now you need to go and prove it on the pitch as well There's some big big individual performances on, on Sunday and the game that I attended you, you must be pleased with some of the players and how they're coming on like the center, one of the centre backs was impre- I ain't got my notes, but one of the centre backs were impressive. I thought the the right right wing back, right back. I thought she was incredible. I've, I don't think I've ever covered as much ground as that. I don't think Jimmy <laughs> has either, to be honest. I used to play wing back. I definitely have. <laughs> and, then, and then and then obviously the uh, the, the, the wing is it, is it is it Green? Uh, yeah, Darcy. Yeah, unbelievable. Uh, and, and then the striker who you brought on, Eliza, uh, at the end, absolutely changing. You can just see things fall into place. It must be must be pleased. I know result weren't quite there. Yeah. Again, I think um, you know, and it's not about making excuses, but this is like been missing for four games with an injury. Um, we've had another player, I think, in a second game at season, done her ACL. 
Um, so since she's out, we've had a couple of people with COVID and stuff. So if I don't think we've had a full strength squad in this weekend, especially that second half, I think being able to make those substitutions that we did make and yeah. um, like Lissa comes back and it just gives us a different outlet to what we had previously up front. But her energy and um, a pace and a strength just gives us a lot going forward in certain games. So I think with a fully fit squad again, you know, I think we've got some really good individuals uh, and players coming through. Again, you have, so the right back, you mentioned Tavia, she's 21, I think, um, right. so a good player. But the left back, Maddie, she's only just turned 17. She, another, another good performance. And I, I'm ready to believe she's a central midfielder by right, is she? Jimmy alluded to that, didn't he, a minute ago about players' strengths and playing them in, in positions. You've obviously spotted that. Yeah, I think is. You know, Maddie's like a really good player, and I sort of said to her this year, and I think it's a good opportunity for her to play different positions. Um, and like the the prime example I've linked it to and spoke to Maddie specifically about is Alexander Arnold at Liverpool. Um, so you know, he joined the youth system. And if you ever read like Steven Gerrard's books and that, he's mentioned him and he's played like central midfield for Liverpool through the ranks at um, the academy and stuff. And then as soon as he's come to the first team, he's gone to right back. Yeah. Um, I think there's, you know, there's definitely potential for him going back to centre mid later on in the season. But, you know, is he going to get in ahead of some of the midfielders there now? Probably not. Um, and it's similar for Maddie, I think, at the minute. There's, there's times where she might play centre mid, she might play left back. She has played as a striker as, as well in a game for us this season. Yeah. Um, but what I've tried to explain to her is I think, you know, playing the left back, she's got a really good left foot. She's strong there. And it gives her a chance to get forward as well on the left wing and go and support Darcy ahead of her. Um, and ultimately, for a for when she does and if she ever goes back to centre mid I think it'll help her because she'll know what she wants from the left back because she's been there and done it so you know when we're out of shape or defending it might help her position in the midfield to help the full backs out or the defenders out because she's been that player she's been stood there going well that's what I wanted my centre mid to be doing this so now I'm playing centre mid I'm going to do this yeah, just, um, just just widens understanding, doesn't it, uh, of on the pitch shape and things. Uh, Andy's mentioned Jimmy. Andy's mentioned experience. He's mentioned he's got a young team. Uh, Barnsley probably a year ago made the mistake of having probably too many young players. It appears that that's been addressed uh, with signings as such, such as Saul Bauer and and Matty James. Yourself, mm-hmm. uh, Jimmy, it's just getting that balance right, surely, because you need energy. You need pace, uh, but there's got to be that mindset, hasn't there? There's got to be a winning mentality. There's got to be a, a know-how and how to win games. Yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. Right. We're looking at two players in particular who I know I'm trying to get in to come and sign. Uh, one's a defender, one's a striker. And um, I've already got a midfielder in there who's not too old, but he's played a lot of matches in league above. Uh, so you need that spine of players who probably help the younger players with the experience. And we had our first game last Saturday and we lost 4-3 now. Um, we played fantastic to be fair missed the bar three times at the post once a lot of chances missed so positive in terms of how many chances created a couple of the goals we conceded were goals that we probably will concede more often because of physicality from set pieces and we knew that going into the game Um, the league we're in um, you get a lot of guys around 30 maybe just under just over whereas a lot of our boys uh, are under twenty, could, are under twenty, or nineteen twenty, and it's the first ever. That was probably their first ever game in men's football. Um, so the way they're taught and they play football on the floor, a lot of the teams and they, particularly we played, went really long. So there's a lot of heading has to be done. So <clears throat> we, we knew that, I and mean, it's just trying to get the players to come and play at the level we're at, really, because um, the ones we're trying to get at play higher. 
yeah but you know some are friends some are people i've played with and, and stuff like that some you know traveling can be an issue nowadays with uh, playing in higher leagues and things with what's going on so you've got to get the balance right but it will be a young team i want to play young players but you need one or two experienced guys in there to to help not just help them help get your results as well uh, and they can learn off and the particular people you need in are good characters and going back to game with good attitudes good characters who want yeah. to help these players and are not going to have a go at young players with frustration because they can't do what players can do from teams they've played at and you've got to get the right guys in of course, of course. Um, both of you seem to be managing similar type of players in terms of experience and age and probably, probably just not having as much as what you expect. So you'd hope that chairman might be a little bit more uh, patient with you both in, in, in getting that right. I'm not so sure Barnsley's chairman have got the patience <laughs> at the minute because the difficulty they've got is they are battling in championship with, with you know similar resources to, to possibly league one football and it's, it's a difficult task. Obviously, he's got off. He's got off to an absolute flyer with three points. Andy, yourself, you've not got off to a massive flyer. I'm sorry to put a downer on it, um, but it's going to take time, isn't it? Your job. It's not an overnight fix, is it? No, I think you know. Like I say, if you look at the squad from last season to this season, it's massive change. A lot of young players, like we mentioned, um, a lot of their first sort of you know, if you looked at the amount of debuts in terms of like under 21 year olds playing this year in the first, it would be very high the percentage. Um, but I think is just from a lot of the performances, we, it's the it's just learning how to win. And I think yeah. it's actually you know what when you look at the games and some of the results, you know we lost a couple of games. We lost to Stockport two 0 and honestly, I thought we were the better team. You know, I thought we created quite a lot. Two poor goals, um, you know, sort of cheap goals that we concede, and you suddenly lose the game two 0 um, you know, last weekend, like you mentioned, we were 3-0 down at half-time and I don't think we deserve to be. I thought we were the better team in possession. I thought we created a few chances. And again, there weren't worldy goals. I think there were just a couple of people out of position, a bit of an experience, um, just wrong decision-making. But then the fight from the second half, I think that's now the catalyst to go, do you know what, we won that second half 2-0 and we're on a bit of a comeback. So if we can go and do that, um, we've got a good game this weekend in the FA Cup against Leeds. Um, so a bit of a you know a derby game. Um, yeah, yeah. It's been mentioned twice. Think... Leeds have been mentioned twice. You two are not coming <laughs> on here again ever. That's <laughs> because <laughs> I'm playing them now. You know, I'm hoping yeah, to we'll get one over on them, aren't I? Yeah. We'll <laughs> um, yeah, well, we might as well talk about that now. Um, this weekend coming up, then uh, Jimmy yourself, you've been incredibly busy with the academy, uh, the Mentors Academy this week. I'm right in thinking mm. that there's going to be some more. Uh, there's something on Friday. Is that right? Yeah, so we had, um, it's our first ever kind of holiday camp we've done. Uh, so we did Monday, Tuesday and Wednesday. We just thought we'd do three days, not really be able to judge how many are going to come and what it's going to be like. Uh, a lot of feedback from parents that, you know, you should have done it all week kind of thing. So we managed to, um, so yes, we managed to, to get the venue again for Friday. We thought we were going to have to leave Thursday in terms of not being able to get the message out there quick enough. So we had last night and all Thursday and we've had plenty of people booking. So we're, we're same same time Still spaces, uh, Friday. Jimmy. Yeah, still, yeah, yeah, we'll, we'll accommodate. Um, we've been getting kind of um, 40 to 50 kids uh, coming yeah. every day. Um, we can take more, we're just in terms of, if we, we get more kids, we'll get a couple more coaches in to help. Um, so, yeah, they've really, and it's just about fun. It's not too much about coaching, to be honest, on the camps. It's little small-sided games that are fun. It's the holidays and they want to go on, you know, little crossbar challenges and different kind of things. But 
lads have really enjoyed it. So we've had kids from five and six year old up to fourteen. So oh, yeah. a real big mix. So it's um, it's gone better than we could have could have thought. Really, so yeah, it's pleasing. That's built. Keep keeping in line with Andy being present. Many girls turning up, Jimmy. Uh, I think we had two. Uh, one of them a really good player actually. Who comes to our sessions normally? So it's something we've been. Me and Martin's been speaking about. You know, tapping into the um, the girls' football because there seems to be a lot more uh, teams, a lot more you know girls wanting to play. So um, you know, they've come come and play with Mentis as well. So it's definitely something um, we're wanting to look. Now we've established a little bit. It's something we want to do. Um, take us to that next level as well. Of course. And this this weekend, what's your fixture, Jimmy? And, and where is it? And, and can fans attend? Uh, yes, you can attend, Chris. You're welcome. Um, it's 2 p.m. kickoff now. We're at, we're at home to Sheffield Town, uh, so now two o'clock kickoffs in this league with the the clocks going back. Um, so yeah, hopefully, I think they're a young side as well. I've had a bit of information on them from people I know, so they're a bit of a young side like us, um, quick, so similar. So it should be it should be quite quite an enter- and again, this is why it's a challenge in this league last week with the polar opposite of that there probably weren't a player there under 30 for that for, for Utterbridge who we played yeah. very direct very experienced um, we were winning three times in the game and ended up losing 4-3 so that experience they just kind of kept in the game and it's mentioned about having to manage the game how to win it and something we need to speak to the players about taking the sting out of the game when you're winning maybe sure. keeping possession slow. it was a bit of an end-to-end game it was 1-1 at half time finished 4-3 so as soon as we went two one up, it were two two three two up, it were three three, and they mm. scored with sort of five minutes ago. It could have gone either way then, but it's it's disappointing when you're winning three times and you come away with nothing, and you should have won. And I probably I'd have been I'd have been gutted with the points, and we ended up getting none. So that's the <laughs> that's management, and it straight away after day <laughs> one. So brilliant, and Andy yourself, you've got a massive uh, cup game against Leeds, um, so that'll be. That, that's a big one for yourself. Results obviously would be amazing, but you're just looking for another good performance, are you not? Yeah, I think, um, like I say, we've got a couple of players back from injury. Um, so I think it's a good opportunity to... We're at home on the, you know, at the Barnsley Academy on the, on the 3G pitch behind Oakwell. Um, so I think it's a good opportunity to play good football again, go and improve. Um, and look, it's FA Cup, so you know, I think going to win it is the ideal. So I think there's, you know, there's an opportunity for us definitely to go and get a positive result. Of course, and nobody can attend that due to COVID restrictions regarding Oakwell. But there is alternate commentary and video, I'm led to buy for £3. Yeah, that's correct. Yeah, so uh, we've got a live stream where you can watch the game um, from the comforts of your own home with it, <laughs> from your own home with a cup of tea and that. Yeah. Um, yeah. So, yeah, that, you know, that's how we're, we're doing it at the minute with the home games. Yeah. That's great. And I did commentary last week for you. Hopefully, Jimmy, you might come and join me on, on that at some point. That'd be nice. Yeah, yeah. Get an experience. Yeah, yeah, and likewise, me and Andy can repay it fair. I mean, I know it back at Netties, Jimmy, if ever you need me. Uh, and you know what? A... We, are, we do need a striker, now you've come to mention it. Well, and, and Andy's an absolute ball. You know, Andy played for Red Report team last year in, in charity game, and he, he's some player. He's one of the best players ever oh, played. Think, is this so. the guy? Yeah, this is you were telling me. Yeah, yeah. 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 Well, <laughs> he's too busy, Jimmy. He's too busy. <laughs> uh, no, gents, thank you very much for joining us on the Red Report. I hope you come back, Andy. Yeah, no, I've loved it. I'd uh, definitely love to come back. Definitely, really enjoyed it. Good man. I'll be keeping out results and, and, and whatnot, and we'll, we'll keep in touch. I'm no doubt. See you at weekend. All right. Yeah, brilliant. Thank you very much. Well, on Jimmy yourself. Good luck at weekend. Uh, good luck yeah. at champ on Friday. Send me love to Martin. Uh, spot on. See you later, lads. Thanks for watching. Cheers, bye. Bye bye. See you later. Membership fees apply after free trial. Cancel any time. Can I be real for a second? 
That goal you have to exercise and eat better, you really can do it. But nobody is going to do it for you. And nobody has to because you can do it if you have the right tools and a community that cares about helping you get results. And that's us, Beachbody. It's as convenient as your TV or laptop, but you need to decide that you're worth it. Let us help you succeed. Here's how. Go to Beachbody.com to claim your free membership and start feeling great. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximize your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee, and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. The TalkSport Fan Network. The ultimate on-demand destination for the UK's best fan-led football podcasts. Want barnstorming Barnsley insight analysis and opinion? Follow the Reds Report podcast on the TalkSport Fan Network. Unbeatable club-dedicated content created by the fans for the fans. Search TalkSport Fan Network.